Welcome back to another special episode of Andrew Says. They're special every single time. You know that. Lawyer, rapper, writer, Patriot Jay is with me. How are you, dude? Greetings, sir. I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing so well. There's so much great stuff going on in the world right now, isn't there? <laughs> America's yeah, doing you know, great. Always got to look at that bright side. Yeah, exactly. Where are you at right now? I am in beautiful Los Angeles, California. Oh, it's always a good time out there. I know there's a a new DA coming to San Francisco. They've had enough of the George Soros um, DA, I believe. Um, yeah, I think they're trying to get the uh, LA DA out of here next, Mr. Gascon. Yeah, but I get worried about that sort of stuff because just like in England, they're getting rid of Boris Johnson or he's resigning. Will they bring in somebody who's just more compliant? I don't know how I, I trust the same like system that put these people in to put in somebody better, yeah. you know what I mean? No, from what I've seen, it feels like it's a backlash against Gascon and the Soros-funded DAs. These guys are super soft on crime. They let people go um, for as stuff as high as robbery, assault. They just let them walk free. So I think people of Los Angeles are just really upset with that. The streets are getting dirty. You know, if you look at the mayor's race, Rick Caruso is doing really well. He's not your average Democrat politician. I think he used to be a Republican up until when he decided to run. Oh, um, I wanted to ask you about, because we always talk about Biden, I feel like, um, when we're together, and the Hunter Biden laptop story. Have you seen the new stuff that came out over the last couple of days? Dude, it's hard to not see it every <laughs> I saw a clip of him sliding down this pool thing naked. It was the weirdest thing. Or the video of him weighing the crack with his hookers. This guy's a, he's a degenerate for sure. He's always naked for some reason. I don't understand. Right. Every time he's naked, he's videotaping himself. Do you think it's, he's so, you know, used to not getting in trouble for anything that he's just doing it to flaunt? Or do you think he's just, you know, insane, I guess, insane with power I, or money? I genuinely feel like that's probably just the way he is. You know, you, you grow up in this kind of family. You've got the power, like you said. You have the money. So you just YOLO it. <laughs> One of the things I always hear, and even when I talk about it on my shows, um, and even people from the right wing, they say, well, why do we care? Why do we just care about this guy with a drug problem? I know what my answer would be. Do you have an answer to that? Do you think people should care for any particular reason? Well, for one, uh, his father is the president, and this guy <laughs> has all these foreign business deals with, I don't know, China, Ukraine, stuff like that. So there's some clear case of conflict of interest. And the Biden family ran on bringing decency back to the office. Mm. How can you bring decency back to the office when you have a porn-addicted crackhead at the front greeting everybody at the White House Medal of Freedom uh, ceremony? Yeah, I was watching some throwback video coverage of when the story broke in 2020 today, and they were talking about how it's a conspiracy, and of course you go back to the debates, and Joe Biden's talking about how it's just more rust and disinformation. One guy from, I think, MSNBC said, just a ridiculous story that you would think that some drunken Hunter Biden would go and drop off his laptop at what a QAnon repair shop and it's just like it's so beyond belief somehow for these people that it would be believable if it was you know Eric Trump or something or uh Don Trump Jr. hunting that's the worst thing in the world for them but they can't seem to think about it for Joe Biden I don't understand why 
the funniest thing is they believe the most fabricated stuff about the Trump family, too. Like, if you tell them Donald Trump tried to commandeer the presidential SUV on January yes. 6th, they'll be like, oh, that's uh, yeah, it totally happened. But if you say, oh, this guy with these drug problems who doesn't like his father clearly has something out against him, they say, no, you're crazy. I love that story, too. And what they do with these uh, hearings and the committee, they call it uh, a January 6th committee because it's not a real hearing. Um, it's just a bunch of people they've selected to talk about it. Really, it's just a show that they put on. It doesn't have any bearing on anything. It's their own investigation, and they're interviewing their own people for whatever they want. And they, and they don't have to answer to anything because I don't think it's technically under oath by anything. So this woman can come up and say this is what she heard. She doesn't want to um, incriminate herself in any way, I guess. But the idea of Trump reaching from the back seat and grabbing the steering wheel and then the guy just going, no, Mr. President, we're going home. We're not going back. It's just they say everything and there's always there's always some contingency of people that believe it. And it's the old saying, I think, like the the original tweet gets way more shares than the retraction retweet. So I think all they right. have to do is put it out there. And that's the damage done, whether it's uh, truthful or not. And I see this stuff with Hunter Biden, and it seems like no matter how much stuff comes out about him, it, it will never get covered in the news for some reason. It's You, you hit the nail on the head with the January 6th thing. It's totally a show trial. Um, but because people watch it on TV, they think there's some sort of legitimacy behind it. So I get calls from my family member. They're like, oh, did you watch the Trump hearings? He's going down. And it's like they can't even send anybody to jail. This is not a criminal court. You don't have any evidentiary evidentiary standards. It's just a show to make the Democrats look good for their base. It's essentially the third impeachment of Donald Trump. Well, I don't see how anyone can, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't see how anybody can doubt now that just straight up the Biden administration is just not doing a good job. You can say what you wanted about Trump, but there weren't many things that you could just directly point to that as a result of his um, policies, I mean, somebody can try to correct me if I'm wrong, that were stand out so much is his, uh, you know, manipulation of the, the oil reserves, for example, is what I was going to bring up. The economy as a whole, of course, but the oil reserves where they take out, um, what's it called again? The strategic reserve is, is the word I'm looking for. They take yep. out more oil to try to lower the gas prices than I think they have since the Gulf War, if I'm not mistaken. There might have been another event where they took out uh, more. And so it's already gone down, depleted more than it usually is in the past like 30 years. But then they take out another 100 million, I think it was. And... Um, then it turns out that they're selling it to foreign countries. So the gas that's supposed to be, the oil that's supposed to be released to lower the prices in America, the government is actually just using to, that oil to sell it for profit. So I don't understand how when they say, you know, it's up to the oil companies and Joe Biden wants the gas station vendors <laughs> to lower their prices on their own. And then he's just out there selling stuff for the government's profit. Do I have most of that correct, do you think? Yeah, you totally do. Uh, you left out one important fact, though. They're not just selling it to any foreign governments. They're selling it to foreign governments that have ties to Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. President Biden sold, I believe, nearly one million barrels of oil to this company, Sinopec, I think is the name. And that company was it got some seed money or some sort of financial co contribution from Hunter Biden's investment firm. 
So people are like, well, why do we care about Hunter Biden? Uh, his father's selling oil to his invested companies. We should totally care about that. Yeah, and it's like you can't touch the Ukraine stuff anymore when just a couple of years ago, everybody was talking about Hunter Biden and Burisma and all this stuff that's going on, all the corruption that's going on in Ukraine. And now I feel like people would get, even on the right, who don't want to touch the Ukraine topic, they would probably not get a fair shake of it if they started going after, well, let's start investigating about the money that's going into Ukraine, even if it's, uh, even if it's being used corruptly. And I have written down that there's this new 1.7 billion going to Ukraine, which has totaled over 4 billion dollars to that country now how do you, it's supposed to be to pay the salaries of hospital workers but how do you feel about this whole ukraine situation i don't think we've talked about that do you think it's you know um worthy cause unworthy cause corruption either way how do you feel about it honestly the way i look at it is it's none of my business you know we need to take care of americans first we don't we we're not in a position to be worried about what putin is doing in Eastern Europe or over there. It's just pointless when we have people who can't afford to pay gas, they can't afford to buy groceries, they can't afford rent, and we're over here giving away money to a foreign country that for one is very racist. They told the black uh, Peace Corps volunteers to be aware that the Ukrainians might call them the N-word. They're also, right. um, prominent Nazi imagery from all of their soldiers. So it just doesn't seem like our fight. Yeah, and it, I even if you're giving them this massive benefit of the doubt that they sold the oil to the Chinese company for some reason that benefits America, if you need this money so desperately, then why are you giving away another $1.7 billion to another country? I think the positioning on that is if we don't stop Putin now, you know, we're never going to uh, we're never going to be able to stop them at all. And I don't think I agree with that. But you still talk to these supporters, not myself personally, but I was watching an Elod video yesterday, and there's, and he's asking people in the streets of New York, the same supporters that keep coming out, sometimes with the Azov Battalion flags, I should point out, and asking if, if they should uh, call for a ceasefire now or at least try to end the war in some way. And they all say no. Well, at least the ones he... Sh that I saw uh, say no, they they want to try to finish the war, they want to try to defeat Putin and kill Putin, but the thing is they can't do that without other countries helping them, and I'm kind of confused as to why another country thinks that it's the rest of the world's obligation to fight this very specific conflict for them. But I guess if you really think that like Putin is Hitler or something, you would call on the rest of the world, but I don't think that's how anybody else sees it, do they? Yeah, it's just a lot of people who have brought in, bought into the Democrat propaganda, I guess, against Putin. They see him as basically Hitler, so of course they're going to kind of want to defeat that. But like you said, it's just it's just not our it's not our issue. It's 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 not our right to fight for Ukraine. They can do that themselves. There was a video, Efron. Do you know which video I'm talking about? Um, Zelensky was complaining about Canada the other day. Do you know what I'm talking about, Efron? Yeah, there's some video um, in the middle of a war, of course. Uh, President Zelensky sent something. Uh, he has a problem with Canada not giving him enough support. I believe we sold something that was Russian uh, to the Germans or gave it back to the Germans where we got it from. Is that what it is? Uh, we got that there, Efron? Okay, let's play this. I want to see what this is. 
українці, українки, всі наші захисники і захисниці. Сьогодні був непростий день. По-перше, Міністерство закордонних справ довелося викликати представника Канади у нашій державі через абсолютно неприйнятний виняток із санкційного режиму проти Росії. Це стосується не просто якоїсь турбіни для газопроводу «Північний потік», яку Канада не повинна була, але все ж таки вирішила передати, передати фактично Росії. Це стосується спільних правил. Якщо держава-терорист може витиснути такий виняток у санкціях, то яких винятків вона захоче завтра чи післязавтра? Це питання дуже небезпечне. Причому небезпечне не тільки для України, а для усіх країн демократичного світу. Рішення про санкційний виняток будуть сприймати в Москві виключно як прояв слабкості. Така їхня логіка. І якраз тепер можна не сумніватися, що Росія спробує не просто максимально обмежити, а таки повністю припинити у найбільш гострий момент постачання газу в Європу. Саме до цього тепер треба готуватись, саме це тепер провокується. Бо кожна поступка в таких умовах сприймається російським керівництвом як стимул для подальшого сильнішого тиску. Звичайно, ще можна переглянути right, це рішення про It's like he's almost bullying other countries into like he's always giving these speeches at different events and different parliaments and and um government uh, hearings and it's almost like he's shaming them into not doing the right thing do you get that feeling yeah dude he's like the epitome of the modern american leftist right now they just try to bully you into submission they try to gaslight you they say hey why aren't you supporting this you must hate me and that's exactly <laughs> that's the, that's the tactics that he's using on a national stage and he's got the backing of what looks like hollywood all these actors <laughs> and these these incredible productions i don't understand how he's making these 4k productions in the middle of a war Well, it's, there's a lot of people that are uh, going over there. Was it Sean Penn, of course, that went over there? He wants to shoot a documentary. I'm sure he's willing to help him out. But yeah, it doesn't seem like there'd be time for this, of just, you know, lecturing Justin Trudeau, who I'm sure only takes lectures like that from China at this point. Um, did, you, <laughs> did you see that uh, video that came out today? Um, I'm, I'm not sure if it was happening today, of the Senator Hawley talking to, um, what was her job, Efron? He, he's talking the, the law professor lady right? yeah the Where professor from berkeley yeah pregnancy? let's play some of this yeah i love this oh goodness thanks efron uh, professor bridges you said several times you've used a phrase i want to make sure i understand what you mean by it you've referred to people with a capacity for pregnancy it, would that be women Many women, cis women, have the capacity for pregnancy. Many cis women do not have the capacity for pregnancy. Um, there are also Equal trans numbers. men who are capable of pregnancy, as well as non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. So this isn't really a women's rights issue. It's a, it's, We can it's recognize a that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Hawley. Oh, so your view is, is that the core of this, this right then is about what? So um, I want to recognize that your line of questioning um, is transphobic, <laughs> um, mm. and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Wow, you're saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So I'm one, I want to note that one out of five transgender uh, persons have 
attempted suicide. So I think it's important. Because of my line of questioning? Because, so we can't talk about it? Because denying that trans people exist and pretending not to know that they exist. I'm is denying dangerous. that trans people exist by asking Are you? you if you're talking Are you? about women Are you? having pregnancies. Do you believe that uh, men can get pregnant? No, I don't think women can get <laughs> So you are denying that trans people exist? Thank and that leads oh. to violence? Is this how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to question you? Absolutely. Or are they also treated like this? Where no, no, no. They're, they're told that to they're at opening up people to oh, violence. We have a good time questioning. in my class. You should join. Oh, I bet. You might learn a lot. Wow. I, I would learn a lot. I've learned a you, lot just I know. in this exchange. Absolutely. Extraordinary. Yep. Um, That's, I don't understand, uh, Jordan. Please tell me. Den saying that men can't get pregnant is not pretending that trans people don't exist is her point here and saying that they can't like I, it's like she's so arrogant just, in her she's not willing to say that it's only women that can get pregnant so if you uh, disagree with her if you disagree with her then you must be saying that they don't exist somehow I just don't understand these people I am so lost at how millions of americans got brainwashed into this gender ideology nonsense where it doesn't matter men can be pregnant it just it makes no sense and it's a slap in the face to the entire line of human existence um but she did the Zelensky tactic you know she deflected she <laughs> said are, are you transphobic and then she went on with her point well Another point is that she's saying, well, words are violence now is a, is a thing that we've heard for a couple of years now. But also they conflate the, the word violent with suicide. Yes, suicide would be violent inherently, but the way they always word that you're putting people's lives at risk, you're, you're committing violence against them. It's actually them committing violence against themselves is her point. And so it's very weird. And, and to argue that the reason that there's such a high... Um, propensity, I think is the word, of suicide amongst trans people is because they're bullied. I don't know if I see that because every single corporation and government is flying a trans flag in the Western world. Every co company is saying how amazing it is to be a transgender or to be a cross-dresser or something from that like, but yet it's still not enough. You have to go with this statistical anomaly that she's saying where Oh yes, most women can get pregnant, but there, but there's many women can get pregnant, but also many women can. Well, yeah, I guess that's true, but like, it's probably over ninety percent of women can get pregnant. I'd have to imagine, and the amount of people that make up for the portion of uh, transgender and non-binary people. I mean, they're still biologically women, and she can't. It, it's just the arrogance, I guess, that gets me uh, riled up the most. I think. Yeah, they, they just think that it's it's their way or the highway, you know, and they think you're a bigot if you disagree with them and agree with science. These are the same people who want us to trust the science, but they can't even trust the science themselves. <laughs> well, I keep asking people who are out in California. Um, I think I asked uh, James Klug last, do you think it's getting better or do you think it's getting worse in terms of the extremeness of people's ideology out there? Um, I'd say it's getting a little bit better. I think the peak might have been like the first couple years of the Trump administration. That's when things were super insane. I was on college campus uh, during those years too. So it was in your face everywhere, all the gender ideology, all the white supremacy, the anti-American rhetoric, basically CRT with uh, a little bit of BLM and FAG 
So I think we're kind of moving past that. And I think people are now just starting to come back to their senses. They're starting to, they're starting to have a debate about it a little bit because one side has been so dominant for so long and people have kind of remained silent, but people are actually speaking up against it now. That's what I've seen. Have you thought about moving? Are you going to stick it out for the long haul there or do you plan to move? Yeah, anything? dude, I'm, I'm going to make California great again. <laughs> it's it's too beautiful of a state to just completely abandon it. Well, I know you used to intern or something like that for was it a congressman or a house member? Are you Yeah. Yeah, are you going to go into politics again or would you rather stay out of the actual system of it? Um right now I'm staying out. It's uh <laughs> it's 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 I don't know. The current state of things just seem very phony. Yeah, dare, dare I say rigged? <laughs> dare you say? Well, what I'm what I'm thinking is a lot of people, you know, this mentality that you got to stay and fight. A lot of people aren't doing that, and a lot of people are going to Florida and Texas, and people still say that Texas could turn blue. I'm not sure how much I believe that, but do you think that there's hope for other places other than you know these other states? Like what I'm trying to get at is, do you think we see like some sort of red wave come back? Um, do you think we see some sort of like Trump numbers come back? I get that it was you know certain vote places in certain states, but do you think that we go all the way back in the other direction, or do you think that like the people who voted for Biden, all 800 billion of them, do you think <laughs> they're going to remain dug in? Like, do you think we're going to see a big shift quickly or do you think it's going to slowly happen over time? I'm thinking that if it if it happens, it's going to happen quickly because something, like, you know, something is going to come out one of these days. And I think I know what it is, but I don't want to say, but something's going to come out one of these <laughs> days where Joe Biden can no longer run or Kamala Harris, whether it's business or something else, uh, corruption. And I think people are going to have to, you know, wake up and smell the coffee or else they're going to be doomed for like the TV told me so for the rest of their lives. Does that matter? Do you think it's going to be slow or quick? Um, I definitely think it's going to happen. And I would say as soon as 2024, I think it's just the nature of politics. Things always go back and forth. And we've gone so far left now that I think it's even just, it's kind of waking up people in the middle who are apolitical and then it's energizing people who are further right. So I think we're going to come back. Um, I think it'll be a very strong comeback. And that's what I'm hoping for, at least. I hope for the same in 2020. So who knows? Well, what do you think that looks like, though? Do you think that looks like Trump? Because if it's Trump, I feel like it'll be almost the same thing unless you think that like his base can push him you know away from being a big pharma guy or being a guy who prints a ton of money like the the the, the amount of mistakes that he had i don't think were that many but they're noticeable once it was all said and done that you can point back to like what i just said do you think he can be pushed in another in like a further reasonable i'll say direction where he's not taking these cues from some of these bigger businesses or do you think it takes somebody else, maybe DeSantis or somebody even, you know, more, I don't want to word, like, use the words like extreme or further right, but like more steadfast <laughs> in their beliefs? Yeah. Um, what I think, honestly, is that it might take Trump to become a little more moderate because as upset as the base might be for some of the vaccine-related stuff, if, if the Trump, if the, if the choice is between, like, Kamala or Trump, they're going to vote for Trump. 
So the the battle for him is trying to kind of get the people who are in the middle, the people who were like super anti-Trump, just appealing to them with common sense rhetoric, maybe maybe toning it down a little bit, but who knows? Well, it can't be Joe Biden. Like they keep every time they're asked, they say he's running, but the guy can't read the teleprompter. And the um, I noticed today that they changed. This was a story. They changed the. Um, the transcript for when he said, end of quote, repeat the line. They, ch <laughs> they changed it to say, now I'll repeat the line or something like that. Efron, can you find that? Um, let me repeat the line. Yeah, that's what it says. Never mind. It says, let me repeat the line, even though he's clearly just saying. And that kind of shows you that he's just reading whatever is there in the same like tone. He could have said, like, let me get you fries with that. And he would have said it in the exact <laughs> same tone. And Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. <laughs> How can I help you? Yeah, just play it anyways, Efron. Let's just play it if anyone hasn't seen it. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. <laughs> women are not without electoral and or political, or, or maybe precise, not and or, or political power. That's another saying, you, the women of America, can determine the outcome of this issue. I don't think the court, or for that matter, the Republicans, power. I like how, in order to try to recover from his stumble, he says, no, let me be precise and just read what I was going to read anyways. But yeah, <laughs> repeat the line. He was going to say, no matter what it was, he's going to say it that way. And he's just, like, he's just a script reader at this point. Like, I, I don't think even at this point, probably going back to, like, his weird 70s clips about busing and stuff. I don't know how much of that you've seen. I imagine you've seen all that, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Where he's sitting in front of like a bookcase and he's just like, I don't think that we should be busing in black students to the inner cities to, or from the inner cities to nicer schools because when they get home, they're going to be jealous and angry at the white kids who are having a better life than them. <laughs> and it's just like crazy stuff from that. And maybe people aren't familiar with all the stuff he did with segregationists. Do you, are you familiar with those things? Um, yeah, he was he was buddy buddy with all the segregationists in Congress because he's been he's been in office <laughs> for a hundred years, yeah. fifty million years. Well, the one was the I know the one was the last person to run as a Dixiecrat, and he got along with them, and um, he said it was a person you could just agree to disagree with. If it's a if it's a person with a Dixiecrat, I'm 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 fairly certain you don't have to like be cordial. Like you can just not be mean, but like if a person's a neo-Nazi, you don't really need to be like, well, you know, he's pretty reasonable and I think that we right. can we can talk to him. And then another one was a guy who was a segregationist who said that he was who was good friends with Biden. They got along. He said they he was very funny, I believe. And one of the quotes was that he told Joe Biden that I'll run against you or I'll run uh, alongside you, whichever one helps you the most where you're trying to win. So it's just, you wow. know, a guy who's that old just being like, well, yeah, I got along with some racist people, so what? Uh, it doesn't change my mind at all. And then you got the you ain't black if you don't vote for me. Um, rich kids are just, <laughs> poor kids are just as smart as white kids, wasn't it? Oh yeah. my God, it's just so many things. And you just watch them up there. And Can you're we like, talk about... Um can we talk about his wife, though, comparing right. Hispanic people to tacos? Yeah, let's breakfast find that out front. I haven't seen the I've clip yet. I've never had a breakfast taco before. I know breakfast burritos exist. And as a fan right. of Taco Bell, a former fan of Taco Bell since, 
I can't get along with their their pride ad campaign. It was too much. It was just like nudity and trans dudes oh, eating no. tacos. Don't, don't ruin Taco Bell for me. It's my favorite thing ever. And then I see that I'm just <sighs> sitting there watching TV, and I got an American feed on my cable system, and it's two lesbians doing like a weird like seance, like they got candles around them and they're holding a taco and making out then it cuts to just like a transgender guy just changing all his clothes and writhing around like this and then eating a taco I'm just what percentage of people are you trying to appeal to and because they're probably slobs like me eating taco bell uh, right <laughs> i don't want to see that and like it's just unnecessary okay let's see what she had to say i haven't seen this yet But we can't get those things on our own. Raul helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> Very low. Is Rumble from here. Rewind that, everyone. She say bodegas, and because she doesn't know what a yes. bodega is, play that again <laughs> just for a second. <laughs> but we can't get those things on our own. Raúl helped build this organization with the understanding that the diversity of this community, as distinct as the bodegas of the Bronx, right? Okay. Distinct <laughs> as the bodegas of the bogodas. Bronx. Is that is that something different? Boga does. Efron, you speak Spanish. Yeah, I've i never been to a Bogota before. Okay. <laughs> Maybe so she, she was talking about uh, what is it? Bogota, Colombia. Bogota, Colombia. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So what Hispanic? And I'm guessing that's some sort of union that's Hispanic or something. So the diversity of of these people is boiled down to bodegas in New York City, um, some flowers in Miami, and breakfast tacos. That's what you guys are bringing to the table, according to Jill Biden. No wonder Hunter Biden doesn't like her. Did you see those texts? It was like, um, yes. I, I hate you so much, and the most I can ask for is you just leave me alone, basically. And then he's text, well, allegedly, of course, texting right. some, someone who he's labeled as Jill as uh, asking if she wants him dead and she's trying to kill him and stuff. It's just wild, wild stuff. Jill and pedo Peter. <laughs> That's right. And there's every time, and he calls him Pop. Whoever text messages that n number calls him Pop. And uh, it's just, you're backing up like 300 gigs or whatever it is to your iCloud. It's just, you know, uncheck the box, dude. It's too much. But I guess he just doesn't <laughs> right. care. I guess he just doesn't care. Um, let's go beyond the paywall for one more segment. I want to segment. I want to ask you about music, and you guys can get the extra segment along with all the extra segments at RebelNewsPlus.com. It's cheaper than Amazon. It's cheaper than Netflix. It's cheaper than DoorDash. Everybody, one meal less than you probably a thing of fries from DoorDash. RebelNewsPlus.com. We'll see you there. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Patriot J, known fa known famous musician. Um, our friend Bryson has been censored again. Um, I think for Pride stuff, wasn't it this time? Yeah, Pride Month. That song was so good, bro. Yes, it was. I knew something was going to happen. I texted him the day it came out. I said, you're going to trigger a lot of people. He said, I believe he said, I hope so, or I think I will anyways. And I was, asking, so. I, was, <laughs> I was asking a comedian about this. Do you think it's the place for these platforms at all? 
to determine what is safe and unsafe material. And then I think I got a follow up to that. But Spotify, YouTube and everything, should they be determining like what art is acceptable? No and no. Um, art is art. It's subjective. It's not violence. It is just freedom of expression. We've got the First Amendment right in this country to express ourselves freely. It should never be censored. Unless it's illegal. Exactly. And it. now, uh, did they end up taking R. Kelly off anything? I don't think they did. No, he's, he's still up there. They still got trapped in the closet, volumes 1 through 38. I forgot how funny that is. I don't know if you ever listened to it, have you? I love that series so much. It's such a shame that R. Kelly is such a weirdo because he's just like very talented. And he beats up like a little person. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that one famous, <coughs> excuse me, I got something in my throat. It's that one famous like guy who's in a lot of stuff, the, the little black guy, isn't it, who's hiding in the cupboard. And he's yeah. just like, now I'm going to beat up the midget. And it's just wild. <laughs> And then he's in the closet and everything. Oh, my God. NBA players, I think, are involved in that. Or I might just be thinking of uh, a Biggie song. Now pause the movie, because what I'm about to say to y'all is so damn twisted. Not only is there a man in his cabinet, but the man is a midget. 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 But um, bring up Efron, that new Eminem album cover. I want to get... Jay's opinion on this. Have you seen this yet? Um, for Curtain Call 2? Yeah. I have because I'm an Eminem stan. Yeah, but um, there's two schools of thought, I think, on this. One, obviously, Eminem is just like a Satanist, cultish guy or something like that. Yep. The other one, which would be, you know, I, I guess I'm somewhere in between if we really go down to it, but I think that so many artists just rely on this, like, oh, the devil and I'm evil. Like, Lil Nas X, I think, is a huge troll um, I, who I think wanted totally. to use that for his advantage. And then Megan the Stallion's another one and Nicki Minaj. They're always using, like, satanic imagery, I think, is a bit. Travis Scott maybe took it a lot further. But um, <laughs> if put it up, Efron. There you go. There we go. Now, like, he's got the obvious satanic thing going on there. He's got the shape of the Freemason symbol. He's got hellish written upside down and asshole and all this stuff. I guess I'm thinking, like, this is he just still thinks this is edgy. And, like, he's 50 years old. I think it's a little lame. But what do you think? Like, are we dealing with a guy really, you know how they used to say in those conspiracy videos, they're throwing it right in our faces. <laughs> the symbolism will be their downfall. Like, what do you think? <coughs> I, I lean towards the conspiracy point of view, <laughs> but because um, I don't know, because I don't think he's really interested anymore in being edgy because he's aligned himself so much with the establishment. So it would kind of be a little off brand or off putting if he would kind of push the edginess in this one line that he's consistently been pushed. I think he's being mm -hmm. told to by Jimmy Iovine and the likes. Really? Interesting. I'm going to have to look like, I think, like, it's so obvious there is the thing. Like, it's so obvious I would hope that he's just being like, let's just, I'm the, like, you know how he's always been, if you're as big as a fan right. as I am. Like, he's always been playing up, like, with relapse. He did, like, the whole, like, he's possessed by something, possessed by the devil. Yep. 
I think that would have made a great movie, by the way, based on that album, uh, or at least refill. But um, I don't know. It's interesting. It's going to be interesting if he actually reacts to this stuff. But I think all he'll do is mention it in like a song that people think he's the devil or something like that. I don't know. So what's going on with you music-wise? Do you have a? Are, do you have anything new coming out? Are you waiting to uh, put more time into something? What can you tell us? Um, yeah, dude, I haven't made a song, unfortunately, in like so long, probably the the last, last two songs I made for you were like the Bless. last two songs I've done, to be Bless. honest. I think I did a feature for Bryson, but um, I've just been so busy working these days, I hardly have time to write. So my plan is to like, grind for a year and a half, and then just take three to five months off from work and just churn out a bunch of music. But I mean, hopefully I'll put out some stuff before then too. I just put a studio in my bedroom, so nice. once I figure out how to properly use that, I can start spitting some rhymes, putting out some Lucy's here and there. <laughs> I really want to. Um, I really want to try to put out an album this year. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but hopefully, like by quarter three or quarter four, 2022, I can make it happen. I think you should try to do what I did then, and because you're so much better, going to be better connected in these circles. I think it would be easier for you and and profitable for you if you did that. And then you maybe, this is just my random idea, then you'd only have to put in a couple songs on it or a couple features, and you could gather all these people. Ooh. Because the talent level is, is shooting through the roof and all this stuff. And there's so many people that I think that people don't know about because I didn't know about them, and they've got like a million followers. Who's the high res and the other guy that's saying like they're huge on their own mm -hmm. uh accord and of course bryson always worked with tyson james and um what's his name from down south sorry his name's uh uh leaving me right now for giotto and then of course you got dc and yourself and all these guys i think you could put something together uh like that chandler as well he just came out with a new album yeah, to chandler yeah. crump that's just my Dude, idea, that album's Jordan. good yeah, that's a good idea. You know, I'll have to look into that. I honestly, on my next album, I did want to do more features too. So I might just have to approach it from that angle. I think we got to get DC Capital. And this is very inside baseball for anybody. But we got to get DC Capital <laughs> making right. more songs. That guy. Yeah, he's he works on music every week. I, it, he sends clips to our group chat all the time. We're, we're going to put out an album. It'll happen one of these days. But we have like at least six songs that are like halfway done and the halfway that's not done are all my verses. <laughs> oh, very good. Okay. You're slacking a bit then too much of everything, I guess on your plate, but you know, you got so much time to do all this stuff and figure out what it is exactly you want to do with all your time. I think that uh, I'm going to have to have a bunch of the people on at once. I think I haven't, yeah, I, totally. I've never spoken to Tyson James, but the last time I went to go reach out to him, he was banned from Twitter. I think so. <laughs> yeah, it sounds accurate. I haven't had a convo with him either, but he seems like a cool dude. He actually edited the Safe Space music video with me and Ryzen. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks like he's got a big setup at his house there. Well, yeah. we've gone off the deep end in terms of talking about things that only, well, <laughs> 100,000 people will know about, but are they watching this show? Who right. Um, anything else you want to mention before we let you go? Uh, no. no. Let's go, Brandon. That's, <laughs> that's funny because I was going to say like just say let's go uh, Biden but uh, you know big Biden <laughs> supporter over there alright thanks Jay thanks for coming on we look forward to talking to you again I'll try to set something up where a few of you guys come on at once uh, a few of my favorite rappers and we'll set something up Ooh, for that okay sounds fun always a blast thanks for having me Andrew alright take it easy salute
Sí, es. <risa>